Selling slack, selling, selling slack. Selling slack, selling, selling slack. Selling slack, selling, selling slack. Memento, buying the block back. Selling slack, selling, selling slack. Selling slack, selling, selling slack. Selling slack, selling, selling slack. Memento, buying the block back. Hey Sacramento, how are you? It is Wednesday and it is one o'clock. You know what time it is. You're listening to 97.5 FM KDEE. I am Agent Key and we are Selling Sacramento. On today's show, if you've been following me on Facebook, every morning I try to post, not every morning, every Wednesday morning or maybe a couple days before, I will post what the show's going to be about. So this morning I posted that we are talking today about the biggest changes coming in 2020 to Sacramento, to real estate in general. The biggest changes coming in 2020 to real estate and what buyers and sellers need to do. And so I'm excited because my guests today are real estate professionals right here in Sacramento and you may have heard of them. I will be um, introducing them before I go to the break, but we're gonna be chatting about those big changes that are coming. So tune in, call your friends, let everybody know they need to be listening right now. If you've been thinking about buying or selling and if you've been worried or concerned about things like the coronavirus, the economy, um, things going on in other countries and how these things might impact us right here locally and how they may impact us nationally, then you want to tune in to today's show. We're going to tell you how you can prepare the things that you need to do so that you can be successful while you are out there either preparing to sell your home or preparing to buy real estate. And with that being said, I want to remind you at some point today, we will be taking calls. And so my engineer Dosi's laughing because I'm just prepping y'all. Y'all know we love you here at KDEE. And um, so try not to call in before <laughs> it's time. <laughs> but I will let you know, we do wanna take your calls. We do wanna take your calls today. So I will give you that number when it's time. Otherwise, if you have a home ownership question, uh, whether you're looking to buy or sell, Call our home buyer hotline at 916-509-7100, 916-509-7100. And as always, I want to give a shout out to Max Muscle and my little brother, Jeremiah Saunders. I like to give him a shout out because he is a young man doing big things, especially as it pertains to health and fitness and pouring into our youth and young adults in those areas. So you guys go and check him out at Max Muscle Sport and Fit Sport and Nutrition, Flex Fitness, Spotlight Hair Studio is there, as well as Rio Nutrition. All four of those businesses are in the same um, shopping plaza, all under his ownership and some shared ownership. And that is at 8876 Vintage Park Drive, 8876 Vintage Park Drive. Check them out, Max Muscle Sport and Fitness sport and nutrition so go and check him out tell him agent key said you heard it on 97.5 fm selling sacramento agent key sent you he'll hook you up he has a, a bunch of trainers over there you know if you if, whether you want to work out on your own or work out um, under the uh, direction and guidance of a fitness trainer he, they have several trainers over there so it's a great place to be check him out 
Jeremiah Saunders. So before we go into talking about the changes coming in 2020 real estate, I have been asked several times about what's going on in Delta Shores. When are they going to um, start building the housing? So I found this article in the Sacramento Business Journal that I want to share with you guys. And it's talking, it says, Delta Shores looks to dedicate two sites for affordable housing. So not, are, not only are they going to be building housing out there, but they are specifically going to build some affordable housing right alongside of that housing. And so it says, looking to get aligned with Sacramento City policy on affordable housing, Delta Shores developer Merlone Gear Partners, I'm sure I didn't say that right, has asked to tweak its own housing plan. The change would dedicate two sites totaling nearly 16 acres within the 782-acre project for future affordable housing developments. The land use attorney Greg, Gregory Thatch, who listed, who's listed as the project applicant, said the request is not a dramatic change for the project, which is south of the existing developed city. He says, I can tell you we're, we're proceeding under the policy as it is now, he said. We're just trying to finalize the various approvals we've received. When Delta Shores got its original approvals in 2009, city policy was for inclusionary affordable housing or mixed in affordable housing units with its newly built market rate neighborhoods. While Delta Shores is entitled for about 5,200 homes in all, only a large commercial center off Interstate I-5 has been built. Yeah, you guys have probably been over there. That's the In-N-Out Burger. It is. What else is over there? Dick's Sporting Goods. Uh, Dick's Sporting Goods. Uh, I forget RC that. Willie. There's oh, a yes. lot of great uh, The theater. The mm -hmm. movie theater. Yeah, Delta Shores. Yes, that was one of the voices of one of my guest speakers. <laughs> Let me continue. So within Delta Shores, the two sites identified here would be dedicated for the Sacramento Housing and Redevelopment Agency. Both would be zoned for multifamily development and combined could have 429 affordable housing units on 15.89 acres. Wow. Yeah. Um, it wasn't clear from the application exactly where the sites are, uh, and that site is bordered on the west by Freeport Boulevard and on the east by the Sacramento Job Corps facility and other underdeveloped land. If you've been over there before, you've seen, they've even got a road that wasn't a through road that is now a through road. Mm -hmm. Have you been over there? Mm -hmm. We're gonna have to yes. move that mic. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. We try to figure out how to see each other in here right now. I don't know why it's getting so, um, discombobulated. Anyway, so <laughs> both sites meet requirements for being within a quarter mile of at least three of the following, a current or future school, park, transit stop, or grocery store. In addition to the land dedication, the application states Delta Shores complies with the city's mixed income ordinance because it will be built with smart growth principles and in compliance with the city's general plan. And here's what we've all been waiting for. Even with the application, though, it's not clear when Delta Shores will take shape beyond the retail center of I-5. So there wow. you have it, the most recent update. When are those houses coming? We don't know. We don't know. But we do know that they are preparing. So I wanted to share with you that that is one um, affordable housing project that you can expect to see take shape alongside Delta Shores. So mark that. Here's another one. 
infill housing project near Howe Avenue. Did you ladies know about that? No, actually I didn't. No? Okay. <laughs> well, you're going to learn today. <laughs> All right. So though Howe Avenue and Art and Arcade has seen a lot of new retail developments in recent years, much of the housing stock in the area has remained for rent only. Before I even finish this, it's kind of exciting to see something going up over there because it's been kind of downtrodden, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, that area has been very stagnant, but they have recently renovated the school there. Oh. And I believe they kind of changed it a little bit to make it a more of a, a magnet school there. And so I know that has Some helped. draw. That, yeah. yeah, that's helped the property values in that area, that they're boosting up the that's schools awesome, in that area. Because it, it normally, you only hear about the homelessness over in that area. Mm -hmm. True. Okay, so let me fi finish with this. So what will change in the next year? Now this is, we, we've got a time frame on this. What will change in the next year? A 27-unit infill development near Howe called Portofino begins sales. So these are homes that will actually be able to be purchased. Um, Daniel Mueller of Mueller Commercial at Century 21 Real Estate said Portofino should appeal to young professionals or downsizing homeowners who want to be close to amenities. Well, the, all of the shopping around there, Target is very close, CVS is very close, Safeway is pretty close. Um, and he says, I think there are three Starbucks surrounding this spot. Portofino will be on about 2.5 acres between Hood Road and Bell Street. I kind of know hmm. where that is, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Within the Bell side across the street from Encina High School. Yes. Mueller said the first four model homes in Portofino, built by a Bay Area firm on the same name, will be done in about a month. Hmm. So this wow. story was written February 20th. So pretty soon yeah mm -hmm. a couple weeks you'll be able to drive over there and start seeing the first um, models of Portofino and here is the prices will range from 300k to 400k with nice. homes yeah yeah and here's the other nice part about it the square footage is actually 1235 to 1554 square feet so pretty nice size all of the homes are two stories with two bedrooms and a loft or three bedrooms the entire community will be gated and you can't see on the radio but i'm going to show my in-studio guest a little picture here i like nice. that those are similar to the homes that you see in natomas and the, the newer homes that are on smaller lots but mm -hmm. you get um, they maximize the square footage so those are going to be really nice and the community looks very communal mm -hmm. looks very mr rogers i've noticed <laughs> other affordable opportunities in that area over at woodside condominiums oh, yeah. those are I really like the nice Woodside construction yeah those are really nice they have great floor plans they're big and they're affordable mm-hmm so. Um, I just got very comfortable. The air came on in here. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> that was my silent prayer, too. Was it? <laughs> I was over here wondering I was like, if it Woo! was. Okay, I wasn't the only one. So it says, oh, here's something else, too. The land that they're, the land that they're building these homes on, they bought the land $687,500 in late 2018. Wow. Wow. Okay. wow. That's a word to investors. Yes, yeah. there you go. And they're putting up 27 units between three and $400,000 wow. each. Wow. So, so here's a couple of lessons here. They bought the land less than two years ago. Right. They've already started working on the project. So that's mm -hmm. telling me that they're getting their permits and things and going through the approval process like and lightning sitting, speed yeah. time. Right. Waiting, waiting okay. for the market to get right. Right. 
so three cheers to Sacramento County um, Building Department yes. <laughs> for helping them expedite this nice. process. Yes. So before we take a break, I'm going to introduce my beautiful guests. If you're watching us on Facebook Live, we are on Selling Sacramento on the radio. And you will see the ladies waving. Hi, to my immediate fun. right is Miss Asia Allen. Woohoo! Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me here today, Keisha. Thank you for being willing to come at su <laughs> on such short notice. <laughs> Anything for Keisha. Aw. And then we have Miss Michelle Taylor. Hi. Hey, girl. <laughs> so, funny story. So, I reached out to an agent this morning and because I was going to do this segment today by myself, and then I started thinking about the topic. I said it'd be cool to just have some other agents on just chatting about this information, because mm -hmm. I know we're all experiencing different things. Definitely. So the person I call said, oh my God, I'd love to, I can't. I said, well, here is who else I'm thinking about calling. Oh, Asia would be perfect, yes. So I call Asia, and then Asia says, Oh, yes, because I asked Asia, who else do you, Michelle Taylor. So Michelle Taylor came on my radar from someone else like less than 30 days ago. <laughs> so I think, you know, God's providence, things yeah. were meant to yes. happen. So I'm it's glad exciting. that both of you are here. It was meant to be. We're going to have a wonderful time, and we will be back. You're listening to 97.5 FM KDEE. Selling sack, selling, selling sack. Selling sack, selling, selling sack. Selling sack. Hey everyone, we are back and we are back with Miss Asia. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm over here fixing my hair like they can see my hair. <laughs> Don't yes. We. Well, we're on Facebook Live. Yes. And Miss Michelle Taylor. Hello. So we are going to talk to you guys today about the biggest changes coming in 2020 real estate. And uh, to get this party started, let's just talk a little bit about both of your um, real estate. You're both at the same company, I think. Yes, is that correct? Yes. We're at Better Homes and Gardens Reliance Partners in Midtown Sacramento. Okay, give us a shout out. I'll let yes. you have that. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, how long have you been in real estate? 28 years. So, Asia is like the hardest working woman in real estate. Ever. Every time there's an event, whether it's True. whether they're tearing down somebody's house, doing an expo, um, serving food somewhere, Asia's always there. True. I represent True. for my realtors and my realtors all the time. Where do you I, find the time? And she I has listings it. and stuff because I show your properties. <laughs> I do. I I love I love real estate. I love my real estate community. I love my my colleagues, my fellow real estate agents as much as I love my clients and I'm I just do it all for, for the love of real estate. That's amazing. And I didn't know you had been in it for so long. I know. Time flies when you're <laughs> having fun. I've worn so many hats. Um, and as a matter of fact, when you were talking about the inclusionary housing, it took me back to my lending days when I was at Wells Fargo and I was the uh, preferred lender for a couple of different subdivisions. And people don't know, but but builders have certain community and re reinvestment act requirements that they have to meet mm -hmm. and they have to delegate a certain amount of that property of that of that huge subdivision to inclusionary affordable housing mm -hmm. so you will find that that is not highly that's not advertised so when right. you go in and you talk to these 
um, new developers or, or if you talk to your real estate agent, your realtist or your realtor, <laughs> they can Go tell ahead. you how to deal with it. They're not just here to do resales. They're here to help you with those brand new homes too because mm -hmm. there's a lot of things you don't know when you walk into the office. Right. You can ask, hey, do you have any inclusionary housing? Do you have any affordable housing units available? And a lot of times those fly off the shelf. Mm -hmm. There's a lottery yeah. sometimes. They're very competitive. So you really need your agent in there so hoping help you get that. So everyone understand the difference between a market rate property that's for sale and an inclusionary housing property. Why, why is the inclusionary housing property something that if they could qualify for, they would want? What's the price difference? you're gonna see the price difference be significantly lower. Mm -hmm. So it may be a full full, full single family home, it may be a duplex, um, that depends on the builder, how much space they have to use, but um, the price difference is going to be significantly low, maybe even $100,000, right. yeah. it's gonna be significant, but you do have to fit in that small criteria, criteria box. Mm -hmm. You have to meet the income requirement, you have to meet the Family debt to size. income ratio requirement the right. family size right. could be an issue so it is kind of it's a it's fit a, in the box yes and the criteria is tight but when we when you're working with a real estate agent and they've identified you as a low to moderate income household or a low income household those when you have been classified as one of those opportunities kind of open up for you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um and they go very quickly when when the housing becomes available so it's really good to have a real estate professional who's aware yes of yep. how who's resourceful <laughs> yes and who can make it happen for you that's right thank you and Michelle tell us about yourself your background how long you've been in real estate sure. just the whole nine um, I would say that I've taken the scenic route to get into the business. Okay, um, what does that mean? My parents had owned quite a bit of property as a child, so I watched them buy and sell real estate before technology had entered into the space okay. uh, where you'd have to go and meet with a real estate agent, go through their three ring binder. Oh then my gosh, that long back ago, in the day. Yeah, yes. walk through homes and obviously the process was so much longer. I was always intrigued by real estate, wanted to get involved, mm -hmm. um, but was also leery of being independent as a entrepreneur. Right. And opportunity came. I was able to work at Trulia uh, headquarters in San Francisco. Nice. And I really learned a lot. I learned a lot about just how people find their way into their home. 99% of home buyers begin that process online. Right. Um, Say I learned that again. 99 point, I think, seven people begin their search for That's real estate almost online. Almost everyone. And that being said, um, when you're looking to sell, those sort of things really matter. Mm -hmm. And that's the other side of the business, obviously. Um, then I worked in the highly competitive Bay Area market as an understudy to one of the top performing East Bay agents. I would say she was the Anna Wintour of real estate. Oh my. I learned oh my. a lot about light bulbs and um, twilight shoots things and that didn't seem significant things that time. don't seem significant <laughs> but when you are in a very competitive market and there's margins that are you know decided on really slight of hand almost things right. um i just learned a lot and so our family relocated to sacramento 
and I've had a great time. I pretty much focus in on the five mile radius of the Capitol. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a lot of things that we're gonna cover today, um, just as how the trends uh, are definitely making their way into the Sacramento market. Yes, Uh, and with that, thank you for that lead in. Let's go ahead and get started here. Again, we are on Facebook Live Selling Sacramento on the radio. And so I just wanna say hi to Angela and Shanisa and Roz and Lisa who are all watching. And let's just get started. It says, 10 years ago, many homeowners were desperately hoping to hang on to their homes. Others were doing everything they could just to scare up potential buyers. Meanwhile, said buyers were struggling to get financing from newly skittish lenders. (laughs) Ah, memories. (laughs) What a difference a decade makes. Do you remember that time? Do you remember the time? (laughs) The market fell through the floor. Definitely. I do. I do remember, and I find now that there is a certain flow of funds Mm -hmm. because the interest rates are so low Mm -hmm. and lending practices are getting looser. Mm -hmm. Um, You feel that happening now? I feel that starting to happen, but I want to make sure my buyers are prepared and buy at the right price mm-hmm. and don't get themselves in a situation where they can go bankrupt in the next five years. See, because now we're not afraid to have that conversation we that are not. agents should have been having with people 10, 15 years ago. Right. Right. I, I can clearly remember my broker telling me, do not buy that $350, $350,000 1200 square foot home where mm. your payment's going to be $2,600 a month, Keisha, mm-hmm. that's not a good deal. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm a real estate agent. I'm supposed to have a house. <laughs> and I ended up having to short sale it. Mm-hmm. He was right. Mm-hmm. But there were not a lot of people like him having those real conversations with people because a lot of people who were in that industry knew what was getting ready to happen. Right. Exactly. I I brought this book with me. It's called Timing the Real Estate Market by Craig Hall. Mm -hmm. And this has been um, a bit of a Bible. I always uh, give my clients passages from that book because it is important to time the market, to know the cycles. And real estate agents, your your realtor will have 10 years of data, if if not more, More. to give you. And we can show you the ups and downs. We can give you graphs. And that's what we're here for. That's part of our jobs is to produce these reports and educate you and make sure you know you're making the right decisions. So when you are buying, you need to time the the market appropriately and make sure you're getting the best deal. Right. Because if you're going to if the if the goal is for you to buy and you look at real estate over the long term, take it 50 years. Mm -hmm. Real estate is going which direction? It always goes up. It does. It, it goes up. It goes up it and downs. It has ups but and it, downs in between. There's a plateau but for the there. Most part, yes. real estate goes up. Yes. It's always their up houses money. aren't selling for ten thousand dollars anymore. <laughs> we wish. You know, we wish, <laughs> but they're not. And um, and we're going to get into it. I, I won't get ahead of myself, but just to say that from ten years ago, fifteen years ago, to today, what I think is important for people to know, if we put that time, if we plotted the crash on a map, a calendar, a timeline. Every how eight many to 10 times, years. Well, how many times has the real estate market crashed like that? Mm-hmm. It's only once it, in the last. Only once. Yeah. Only once. Now, does it go up and down, have those dips? Those are the yes. dips where you're talking about eight yes. to 10 years. Those are those kinds of cycles. But the crash mm-hmm. that everybody's fearing is going to happen again, where they think they're going to buy a home for a dollar, that is likely not going to happen. 
And that's what we're here to talk about today. So let's dig on into it. So in 2020, there will be an opportunity for buyers. In many ways, the challenges they've faced for the years are going to persist. Challenges like difficulty finding the homes that's right for them and competing with other buyers, especially in affordable price points. And that was from Danielle Hale. Danielle Hale, she's the chief economist at Realtor.com. And in other words, the more things change, the more they'll stay the same. A lack of homes for sale has been making things difficult for buyers since 2015. We all know that inventory has been low. And next year, inventory could reach historic lows. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, this story that we're talking about is coming from a national scale. Right. That's why we're going to bring it home locally for you guys in a minute here. And although single-family home construction is expected to increase 6%, it still won't be enough to keep up with demand. The bright side, as Asia implied, mortgage rates are expected to remain reasonable at an average 3.85%. Unheard of. That is ridiculous. And so we'll take a closer look at the biggest factors that will shape the real estate market in 2020. Number one, affordability, affordability, affordability. Okay, it's not as catchy as location, 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 mm -hmm. but achievable price points will be key in the coming year, especially as millennial buyers solidify their position as America's main home buyers. Now that we've apparently hit the ceiling of crazy price growth, it seems that buyers are just over overpaying. They're like, I'm not. No, I'm not going to pay that price. Many people would prefer to live in the San Francisco and or other big city areas, but for the right price, they'll make this decision to go to another city. Let's stop right there. Absolutely. I'd actually love to speak on that. I'd say a majority of my clients are part of that Bay Area exodus. They're leaving. They've had enough of the lack of work and life balance. Uh, they know that the affordable index is so much higher in, Sa in Sacramento. Mm -hmm. And the affordability with such low down payments and such low interest rates finally make it appealing to figure out either how to telecommute or completely ch change gears in their career. Mm -hmm. You hit the nail on the head. Telecommuting. The telecommuting. In fact, I've seen a number of uh, Salesforce folks and um, gamers yes. and they're deciding and actually in advance going to their employer and saying I am considering moving out of area what are my options to mm. telecommute what are my options to only come into the city twice a week wow. which allows them to take their Bay Area income mm -hmm. and apply it to their um, their purchase here in Sacramento. And so more recently where we've been hearing the uh, emphasis on telecommuting is because of the coronavirus. Absolutely. So now it's almost like it's being um, championed to telecommute. Absolutely. And if you start telecommuting, you know, you're setting a trend of telecommuting, then that means I don't have to be somewhere near where I work and live in the same area if I can work from a different, if I can live in a different place. And especially if I'm in the Bay Area and I, I'm paying a million or more for a three Absolutely. bed, two bath, 1100 square foot home, mm -hmm. I can go find the same one in a nicer community in with parking with, with a garage <laughs> and garage <laughs> for like one third of that that's how i got here so yeah i yeah. definitely definitely know that experience location 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 i i have another twist to that bay area exodus um i had a couple they were young they were in their mid-20s and they had just started their careers they bought a house here to to use as an investment property 
because they know that they will they will not likely be able to afford what they want in the Bay Area. So they live in a kind of a roommate commune situation wow. in the Bay Area and they have a house here not as that nice they as the are that they looking here. and it's a beautiful home wow. that they're looking forward to moving into when they get Eventually. a little older so that is so wild i had clients who they i helped them buy a house twice out here they bought their dream home last they decided they wanted to move out of the state to test a different school district in the atlanta area and so they wanted mm. to sell the dream home and I thought, wow, you know, thinking about the market, not just that they had bought their dream home and now they're getting ready to sell it to go test a different market, mm -hmm. but the trend of the market here in Sacramento, if you sell this home and what if things don't work out, you may not be able to afford to come, come back. Come back, exactly. Mm -hmm. So instead of them selling it, I now property manage it. <laughs> so they have right. it to come back nice. to. So that's a big um, thing that people should consider when we, as we talk about the trend of location. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you live here now and you're thinking about testing the water somewhere else and you own, hold on to it and get a good property management company to, to keep it for you. Get someone else to pay the, the mortgage through the rent and then go test the water because if you leave, you may not be able to afford to come back. Yeah, and doing in, in doing that, if you're afraid, oh, if we rent it out and then that doesn't work and we decide to sell, we're gonna get into this capital gain situation because mm -hmm. that's no longer our primary residence. But as long as you've occupied that residence for three out of five years, there it is. Up, um, up to selling it, then you won't have to pay this capital, capital gain. So if you just rent it out for a year and a half, mm -hmm. that gives you six months to now sell it and get right. rid of it and you don't have to pay the property gains because it won't be an investment property until after that She's two so years smart. is up. So <laughs> it is really, and that's a good, that's a good tip for those move up buyers, people Absolutely. that have been holding on for this opportunity to be out of the hot, out of, out of the underwater situation and into this market that we're in now, you can do the same thing. If you're moving up, you don't know if you want to to rent it out or sell it, you've got time mm -hmm. to say, okay, I want to rent it out for a little while, see how that works out, let someone else make the payment or um, your mortgage might be so low, you get a you get a little positive cash flow for a little while, mm -hmm. that'll be great and settling into your new home and doing renovations on your new home. Use that opportunity, move up with no screw ups. I do that all the time. Oh, that sounds like a slogan. <laughs> move is, up with no screw up. That okay. is. That, is that trademarked? That's trademarked. Okay. <laughs> That's Asia's. I can't take it. You guys, we do want to remind you, this is the time, this is the time that if you have calls, if you'd like to call in, if you have questions, please give us a call here at the station. The ladies are ready to speak with you at 916-921-5333. 916-921-5333. And we will take your calls. And um, so affordability. The next one is millennials ensure, mature into home buying. Millennials are now the biggest segment, or uh, yeah, large segment. The largest cohort of millennials will turn 30 in 2020, this year. Historically, that's when people tend to think about buying their first home. The oldest millennials will be turning 39. By the middle of the year, this generation will account for more than 50% of mortgages taken out in the country. Those of you who are listening and you're between 30 and 39, we just planted the seed of home ownership right here today if you weren't thinking about it. 
50%. And it says, yes, that's more than all other generations combined. Surprised? Well, the popular notion that millennials aren't interested in settling down just isn't proving true as members of this generation born between 81 and 97 partner off and start families. I would definitely have to agree with that. More than 50% of my clients are millennials. Is that right? Um, they have found their way into home ownership, most definitely. You ready to take a call? Headsets, ladies. Oh. 97.5. Yeah, good afternoon. Good my afternoon. Name is, my name is Richard Wright. I'm calling on behalf of my local church, uh, Grace Missionary. Are you calling to speak on the radio show Selling Sacramento right now? Oh, no. Okay, so we are on the air right now. Thank you for okay, calling. Okay, I'll have to call okay. another time. Okay, bye-bye. Thank bye-bye. you. <laughs> Hate it when that happens. <laughs> okay. We need to get a call screener. I can't hear anything, so I'm not sure if I'm... Can't. Oh. Hello? Hello, 97.5. Hi, this is A from the OP. I have a question for um, those that um, have quite a few millennial... millennial Millennial you know that word that clients, I can't yes, that's okay. <laughs> so that would be a question for Michelle. Yeah, so how do you, how did you corral them in, for lack of a better word, or encourage them that, you know, this is something that they should be doing? Surprisingly, millennials are very, very familiar with the pain points of renting. Millennials mm-hmm. have been living um, in tight quarters with lots of folks sharing rent. Mm-hmm. They finally are recognizing that there is a benefit to being a homeowner, whether it's the tax break, more space, particularly those that are leaving the Bay Area. They're also very excited to come to Sacramento, where the competition is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You're not competing with as many cash buyers. You're able to make an offer that is close to list price. And mm-hmm. so I find a number of millennials are drawn to Sacramento. Um, they ask different questions. If you're considering selling to a millennial, believe it or not, they will ask, how many plugs are in this house? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big question for them, though. I can see them ask why they would ask that. They have all their devices and they want to stay connected. Are Um, you having some challenges with a millennial that you know that you're hoping they would start considering? I'm I'm having challenges with all of the ones that I know. And they're here in Sacramento. I've I've been telling them for, I don't don't know, five, ten years or so. And, you know... It's. I guess it's just different priorities, but, right. you know, I don't want to keep beating them over the head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always say well, if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. And if mm-hmm. they're at a particular age, they can start to see when they file their taxes. They can see when they're starting to break down. Um, how much money did I spend on rent this year? My last two clients in the last two months were $150 different of their rent. Mm. And now they're oh, well. homeowners. And now mm-hmm. that $100 difference is going to come back to them when they go to file their taxes, when they have right. equity in a couple of years. And most of all, they're so excited that they have so much space. They're able. Millennials also love to personalize things. Their mm. personality is such that they want to come into a home and put paint on the walls because they haven't been able to. They want to create things in their garden they're also big on FOMO fear of missing out so they want to be able to host a party and not be told that you can't do that or you can't have the music well I mean there are some ordinances (laughs) but you follow what I'm saying and so I've had a number of millennials that are just very excited about home ownership for very small things they can now have a dog that you know there's just so many components and what you really need to do with your millennials is find out what is 
their thing. What's the mm-hmm. motivator? Yeah, what's their motivator beyond money? Michelle, can you share your number with her so maybe she can call you Absolutely. offline and then maybe because I'm thinking that a visual, if they were able to see you show them the difference between what they are spending and yes. what that money could be going towards as far as building their net worth because as millennials I'm sure they're hearing that term a lot as well and well, so how to help how to help them make that leap that mental leap so what's your number my number is 916-753-8998 and I'd love to sit down with them I do a whole buyer presentation but more so we, as real estate agents, we are constantly demystifying the process of home ownership. And the mm-hmm. other thing with millennials is they have seen their parents go through the recession. Right. And so yeah. that's all they know about real estate. Right. So just being informed. Does that help you? That helps tremendously. Thank you. You're very welcome. Appreciate Thanks for calling in. And the, yes, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So um, thank you for that call. If you have any more calls, feel free to call in and uh, we'll, we're happy to answer your question. Uh, we want to get through the rest of the information because there's a lot to talk about. And um, so we just talked about millennials. I want to move on to the next item, which is where are the homes? Mm. Where are the houses? You, you're telling me to buy, but what am I, what am I buying? While millennials are raring to buy, Gen Xers and boomers are pretty comfortable where they are. Thank you very much. Boomers are living longer, healthier lives and staying in their houses longer. Gen Xers often aren't quite done with raising kids or ready to retire. So except for one lucky one lucky one's trading up, they also aren't inclined to move. Since older owners aren't quite chomping at the bit to give up their houses and with levels of new construction still low, there just won't be enough housing to meet the demand. True. And while in previous years this scarcity has driven up home prices, home price appreciation is finally flagging. Flagging, I'm not saying that right. Flagging, 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 something. <laughs> it's not doing good. That's right. <laughs> With predicted growth of just 0.8%. Wow. After the housing crash in 2008, which wiped out quite a few builders, those who remained have largely focused on higher-end developments with bigger profit margins. Although they're finally showing signs of a shift toward building more entry-level homes, faced with overwhelming demand, it'll take a few years for a significant number to come to market. So there is a trust fund that the city of Sacramento, just to bring this back on a more local-level discussion, there's a trust fund that the city of Sacramento has set up, and it's... um, as a result of one of the um, bills that we passed. I can't remember exactly the name of it, but it is now allowing developers to get a piece of this money and target it towards efficient home construction, efficient housing. Mm -hmm. And so that means, you know, electricity, water, you know, the basics, Mm -hmm. something decent in a box. And I don't want to say in a box, but, you know, it, it won't be as big of a home as most homes. Um, we are going to go to break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about that and talk about how that um, impacts us and our lack of housing here in Sacramento, but how we possibly are going to see a rise or an increase in home construction sooner 
rather than later, as is discussed in this article that we just read. Mm -hmm. So you're listening to Selling Sacramento, Agent Key on 97.5 FM. We'll be right back. Selling sack, selling, selling sack. Selling sack, selling, selling sack. Selling sack, selling, selling Sacramento. Buying the block back. Hey everyone, we are we are back. You're listening to 97.5 FM KDEE. I am Agent Key, and I have my very special guests here, Miss Asia Allen and Miss Michelle Tyler. Taylor. 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 <laughs> Why did I say Tyler? Um, and we've been chatting about how in 19, in 2020, what year are we in? 2020. Yes. How 2020, the biggest things that are happening right now in real estate that you need to be aware of. And so we talked earlier about location. You know, people are mass exodusing from the big cities and they're coming to smaller cities. Sacramento being one of them. We're talk we've talked about how millennials are now going to be the largest group of buyers now over 50 percent of them between the ages of 30 and 39 mm -hmm. they're out there they're, the seeds are being dropped we dropped some seeds on you earlier they're going to be a, a nice target audience that are going to be focused in and zoned in on home ownership and then where are the homes there's a lack of housing in a lot of areas around the country sacramento is one of them However, we're starting to see a, sh a change. If you drive anywhere in Sacramento, there's two things you're going to see in Sacramento <laughs> if you drive a few blocks. One of them is new home construction. For sure. The other one is homelessness. For sure. Sadly. Um, so with the, both of those um, playing against each other, I like the fact that our governor signed into law 18 housing bills that will help alleviate some of the pressure that developers were receiving as it pertains to getting houses you know built the red tape down at the city is now um being i, I won't say completely eliminated but softened Most to definitely. help them get through the process faster there are opportunities now to um build in areas that weren't able to be built, built in uh, before. Just a lot of different opportunities that are opening up the floodgates, if you will, to have housing come on the market a little bit faster. And so not only is there new home construction happening, but there is affordable housing. And as Asia had discussed earlier, inclusionary housing, which, by the way, because I know someone out there has a question about how can I be down with inclusionary housing? You seem to know quite a bit. Can we please have your phone number, madam? Yes, you can reach me at area code 916-628-6666. One more time because area somebody code, ran to get a pin. Oh, yes, that's true. Area code 916-628-6666. And Michelle, your number one more time because you are a millennial queen now. <laughs> My number is 916 Seven five three eight nine nine eight. So give those ladies a call if you have questions specifically about those areas. The idea of having the um, different agents in our Sacramento area come on to this show is to show you a couple of things. We all work together. There's enough business out there for everyone. But I want to have the smartest cookies in the room who are able to have conversations with you all and give you all the information that we desire for you to have to help you get to the next step where you need to be, especially as it pertains to housing. So if you'd like to give us a call here in the studio, the number is 916 921 
Five three three three. I was playing with my engineer, making him think I forgot. Nine one six nine two one five three three three. Give us a call. And so, what are your views about the uh, amount of inventory? Are you starting mm-hmm. also starting to see? Uh, it's almost like it's. We're seeing it built, but now there's more people. Right. Most definitely. And I think what you were saying about the city kind of loosening up their permit process a little bit or actually helping spot builders and smaller builders mm-hmm. do more infill projects um, is a big, big issue. My friend Dwight was asking me because he's a contractor, was asking me, well, what about building? You know, you what about the entering call? the market through building? And yes, I am. But hold that thought. We're going to take a call and we're going to come back to that infill question. 97.5. So I was wondering, what is the best route to go for refinancing? So what is the best route to go for refinancing? So that is a loaded question. It would depend on your personal situation. Have you had an opportunity to speak with a lender? Yes, I'm, I'm really calling for someone else. So I was just curious because... Um, they had bought the house about a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and uh, they were trying to go to conventional. You're, you're breaking up a little bit. Is your do you have us on speakerphone? Okay. Okay. Yeah, just trying to figure out is is after if you buy a house within a year or two, is that a good time to refinance? So it or should you just wait? I, I would say that it would probably depend on how much equity they have in the home um, and how much equity they had when they purchased it versus how much there is in it today. Um, they may want to, um, if you'd like, I can connect you with one of my lender partners. Um, are you okay. in a position to take down my contact information? Yes. Okay, give me a call at 916 916- Five zero nine seventy zero nine mm-hmm. seventy one hundred seventy one hundred. Okay, yes. thank you so much. Ninety seven five. Good afternoon, ladies. Doing doing great. How are you? Doing well. I'm good. I just have a quick question in regards to. I, I want to say it's the ten thirty one. The exchange when okay. you sell a house and buy another house. Mm-hmm. And you guys could touch on for a minute there. So when you say touch on it for a minute, are you in a, a situation where you need you think you need to do one or you're not sure whether or not you need to do one? It's well, a I lot of information to touch on. I have a house that I'm getting ready to sell, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to decide whether or not I should buy something else within whatever the time period is so you don't pay all the capital gains tax. Okay, and you are you said you're trying to decide. Are you having... Are you thinking you should not buy? Is there something occurring where you're no. thinking you shouldn't buy? I just don't know okay. which way to go with it. Okay. So if this is Asia, for 1031 exchange, you're, you're, you're exchanging a like-kind property for, for a like-kind property. So if your property, it has to be an investment property. It cannot be your primary residence. So if uh-huh. you're taking your investment property, whether it be commercial, residential, as long as you're using that for income, it's investment. Uh-huh. So if you're doing that and you want to get another property, you can do the 1031 exchange. Um, there's a third party that will handle the transaction. You have 
have 90 days to find that new property. And it's really easy to do it all simultaneously if you have the right agent mm -hmm. that has the right okay. plan for you and, is, and has, has done these transactions. So um, okay. I think- well, I did write down your number, so maybe I can give you a call and we could talk about that further so I don't take up the time on the radio. Absolutely, I'm glad that you called in today and um, I'm, I'll be happy to help you. All right, thank you both. Can you, you, guys can you tell us your day. name again? Oh, my name's Terry. Terry. Okay, thanks for calling, Terry. Already. Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you all for calling in. Um, and again, this is the time to give us a call. And if you have questions that you'd like us to answer, oh, wait. See, you you guys know I've got the mob boss engineer. <laughs> He's shaking his head like, uh-uh, you better not call. So that must mean it's getting close to shoot we need some more time i'm gonna have these oh, ladies come oh. back i'm gonna take a quick call we're gonna take a quick call <laughs> all right 97.5 yes um i was driving so i wasn't able to take down the phone numbers you just gave out which number would you like um anyone to help me purchase a home right now 916-753-8900 <laughs> Eight nine nine eight. My name's Michelle. I'd be happy to help you. And your name, sir? Lee. Lee. I look forward. To, I look forward to connecting with you soon. Okay. You said seven five three eight nine what? Nine eight. Nine eight. Yes. All right. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks for thank the you. call, Lee. Take care. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. See, aren't you glad I overrode Dosty? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought someone was going to call in and say, hi, Asia. <laughs> I've been watching you for a long time. And when, when did you fall in love with real estate? <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's having a guilt trip 11, here. <laughs> 11, 11 hip hop moment. Right. Oh, well, you know, everyone, it's been um, great. And I did uh, at the break. I told the ladies we got to have them come back because this information is we're not done we I only got halfway through it and we got to come yeah, back because they got notes so i th this might we just may have to do part two next week let's i'll do have it. to check with the ladies and make sure if it's that popular let's let's see what let's see what oh, let's see what, in the mic oh <laughs> we'll is it here. a yes i would it's love to yes. yes michelle said yes yes, yes. Asia's being yes. uh, diva-ish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they will be back next week, every, everyone. You know, this discussion is not over. We only got halfway through the biggest changes in real estate in 2020. And it's really important that our listening audience understands not only the changes, but the dynamics of the industry, um, how, it, how it is changing from how it used to be. The thing that happens most often with us is when we help individuals buy and sell, they come in with these uh, predisposed preconceived notions about how real estate works because they bought a house 10 years ago or they saw someone buy a house 15 Absolutely. years ago or someone else told them what their experience was and it's important to understand that not only is real estate cyclical but it is regional and there are things that happen in certain neighborhoods that don't happen in other neighborhoods so we want to make sure you want to tune in every wednesday at one o'clock on 97.5 fm to selling sacramento so that you can stay in the know about regional real estate right here in sacramento i am agent key and i'll see you next time 2020 is full of changes even when it comes to health care this year there's more financial help for more people